Hey guys, Coach Zach here. We're going to hop into today's episode in just a moment, but first I want to give a special shout out to Earthworks Audio. Earthworks was gracious enough to provide us with some new microphones. They just released their new USB streaming mic, the Icon microphone, which I'm using right now. Uh, We couldn't be happier to have these. You're going to notice in a second when we switch to the episode, we didn't have these mics yet when we recorded this. So you're going to see the quality uh, drop significantly after this little ad here because we weren't using any type of external microphone. So we are super happy to have these. Uh, I know a lot of us over the last year have found ourselves working at home a lot more, which means a lot more Zoom meetings. If you're looking to up your audio, you can definitely check out earthworksaudio.com and look at the Icon USB streaming mic. It is definitely a very high studio quality microphone at a very reasonable consumer price. So whether you're doing a podcast, have a lot of Zoom meetings going on, maybe doing some online streaming of some sort, definitely check out earthworksaudio.com. We couldn't be happier with this microphone. And thank you, Heidi, Dan, and everyone else over at Earthworks Audio for providing us with this. And I hope you guys enjoy the rest of the episode. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Primal Athletics Radio. Today, we are going to talk about fitness, as we typically do. Uh, But more specifically, we're going to talk about CrossFit's definition of fitness. And, you know, kind of kind of a backstory on that with all the, I guess, traditional methodologies of, of strength training and, and uh, fitness models that people have have followed over the decades. CrossFit was one of the first, if not the first to really put a true definition of what fitness means and how how we can do that in a measurable kind of scientific lens so that there's some basis to the claims that we make specifically that the CrossFit methodology makes. So I'm going to pitch it over to Eric, and he's going to read you the definition of fitness as defined by CrossFit. Um, And then we'll kind of just break it down piece by piece. Yeah. So I think just to add on to that, like before CrossFit, there really was no good definition of fitness, like you were saying. And, And like, if you looked it up, it would be the state of being physically fit. And so then it's kind of uses itself to describe itself. So you say, well, what is physically fit or they would have something to do with like VO2 max, which is how your body processes oxygen, but it doesn't take into account strength, balance, agility, coordination, those, all those aspects of fitness that, that we know are a part of fitness. Right. So yeah, it's kind of crazy to think that before like 2000 ish, there was no measurable definition of fitness that stood up to any level of scrutiny, you know? So the definition that CrossFit came up with is increased work capacity across broad time and modal domains. So it sounds like a little complicated, but it's actually super simple. Just your ability to do work, whether it's over two minutes or two hours or two days, you know, all different time domains, and then also different modalities. So whether that's swinging a kettlebell, jumping on a box, back squatting, doing pull-ups, push-ups, running, biking, swimming, any kind of physical activity. We want to increase people's work capacity over it. So it's uh, it's one of those things that's kind of so obvious when you hear it. But if you were to just ask somebody to define fitness, it's kind of, it's a hard thing to do. So yeah, we uh, we actually use this this strategy in our elements with new members who are, you know, who have not done CrossFit before typically in the elements say, if you could describe the fittest athlete you know, who, who would you view as a fittest athlete? And I would say for me, like 80% of the time, maybe even more, it's like, Oh, a marathoner or a triathlete. Typically it's like a distance cardio endurance type of athlete that comes to people's minds. And it's a perfect jumping off point to introduce the idea of, you know, broad modalities and variants and kind of the more inclusive 
style of fitness that CrossFit generates and is aiming towards. Yeah. And you can, so if you took someone like a marathon runner and plug them into that definition, their work capacity is, you know, the best in the world, at least their work capacity uh, is over a two hour time domain. You know, that uh, the best marathon runners can do it in about two hours. Uh, and then their, their modality is just running, right? There's no, like they don't run and then do squats or jump on a bike or anything. And so they definitely don't fit the model of fitness. And then when you, so kind of came across or came about by accident is we just found that people's health markers were increasing as, as they got closer to that definition of fitness. And you can also see that with a marathon runner, you know, they have, when you, when you start specializing in one modality, that's when you start getting farther away from health. So marathon runners have low bone density, low muscle mass. And then the other end of the spectrum would be like a power lifter who has great muscle mass, great bone density, but they have all the kind of negative side effects that come along with being overweight, whether that's hypertension, cholesterol. If you ask them to go run a quarter mile, they probably couldn't do it without stopping, you know? So it's, so that definition also ties into health a lot. And I think it it is kind of important to differentiate, like you can be quote unquote fit in certain aspects. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that a a marathon runner doesn't have good cardiovascular fitness, but in terms of the overlap of all those areas that you should be fit in they're on the average, they're not fit. You know, they, they are, as you use the word specialized and that's kind of the antithesis to CrossFit. Like we are, we are anti-specialization. We're generalists, right. And we want to be proficient and competent in all the areas of fitness and, and equally. So like I give the, the analogy of like, say you have, you know, 10 buckets and each of those buckets represents your general physical skills, your cardio endurance, your stamina, your strength, your flexibility, your power, coordination, agility, balance, and your accuracy. All those things play into your, your, you know, full spectrum fitness. And if one of your buckets is full, like, you know, the cardio aspect is that bucket's full of water because I'm a runner, but my strength aspect is completely empty. It's bone dry then I'm not really fit. And it'd be better off to take some water out of that cardio bucket and put it into the strength bucket to the point where all 10 buckets have an equal level of water. Maybe they're not all full, but they're all level. And that's a good analogy for having that all-inclusive fitness and not just having one full bucket and one empty bucket. Yeah. And it's not to say that you can't have separate goals. Like if you want to be the best marathon runner in the world, then your your strength bucket and your agility bucket aren't going to be super high and there's nothing wrong with that. But as far as like being the fittest, healthiest version of yourself that you can be, then you definitely want to balance out those buckets. Like you're saying. Yeah. And I I think it's good to have some water in every bucket, regardless of what you're specializing in, because as, as the science brings us forward in the fitness world and, and overall we're finding that, you know, even a, even a straight marathoner, will benefit from having a little water in their strength and agility bucket in their flexibility bucket. It doesn't need to be a huge area of focus, but if you at least have some competency in those areas, it's going to make you better at the thing that you're actually trying to do. Right. So we can kind of turn this into, you know, taking the the definition of fitness and then maybe looking at the hierarchy of how we get there. So again, another thing that we use in our elements sessions with new members, when, you know, somebody's kind of 
doesn't know CrossFit yet. And we're just trying to give them the, the, the basics. So w- when you look at that hierarchy of fitness, if you've never seen it before, basically it's a pyramid at the bottom of the pyramid is nutrition stacked on top of that is metabolic conditioning stacked on top of that is gymnastics. Then on top of that is weightlifting. And at the top of the pyramid is sport also could be health at the top of the pyramid. I think it's kind of dependent on what your goals are, but regardless, that's the hierarchy of fitness defined by CrossFit. So that's a really good blueprint to always come back to as an athlete, as a coach, maybe as somebody who's, who's looking to program, or if you're just trying to say like, you know, am I doing this thing right? Am, am I aiming for fitness in the right way? Start with nutrition. That's always step number one, take care of your nutrition because the fuel that you put in your body is paramount to how, how your body's going to perform. And if you put bad fuel in, or you're not putting enough fuel or too much, then the rest of that hierarchy is kind of doesn't matter. Once we get that nutrition piece down, we're eating whole foods in, in, uh, intake levels that support exercise, but not body fat. Then we can start mixing in that metabolic conditioning, right? We're getting our energy systems up to snuff. We're being able to work in those broad modal and time domains. Uh, as Eric said, like, you know, from two minutes to two hours to two days, everything in between we're able to handle. And then that gymnastics controlling our body weight in space, having the awareness, the strength to control our limbs, weightlifting, being able to control external objects like barbells, kettlebells, dumbbells, sandbags, whatever you want that's loaded. And then applying that elsewhere, right? Taking that fitness that you're building and using it in a real world setting, or, or maybe, you know, could be anything outside of the gym. Yeah. And that's a good reminder just to, it's kind of like where you should be focusing all your energy. So, or where you should be dividing up your energy. So the most of your, most of your time should be spent on nutrition, which makes sense. Like we eat, you know, three to six times a day. And then metabolic conditioning is turning that food and oxygen into energy. We want our bodies to be efficient at that, you know, and then doing a lot of body weight movements, gymnastics stuff is just, just foundational. It's, it's safe. It's effective. And range of motion is a big part of that too. Like if you, if you can't do an air squat because, you know, tight hips or whatever, then that, you know, I, I would throw that in as part of gymnastics, making sure you can move your body well. And then the next focus, you know, throw in weightlifting every once in a while. That's a good thing to increase metabolism and, um, you know, build lean muscle and then just getting outside and playing sports, using your fitness and just, you know, you use your body differently when you're, when you're chasing after a ball or hiking up a mountain or even dabbling in those specialties like weightlifting or running a marathon. I think that's, that's good to do every once in a while, just cause you get a new perspective, you know, like when, when we did a triathlon, I was like, consider myself fit, but compared to all the, these you know, hundred pound triathlon dudes, they just like crushed me, you know? So it's, it's, it's a humbling experience to go to those specialties. For sure. That's like, even from a a standpoint of somebody who's looking for quality programming, or if you want to kind of dive into your own, you know, like the things you're doing on a daily basis, if it's following that kind of, you know, layout, like if most of your time is spent conditioning, gymnastics, then some weightlifting mixed in, and you have the nutrition piece, then, then you're almost going to get fit on accident. And that's something funny that Eric uh, made a quote about at one of our meetings. I know it was in relationship to coaching, but you kind of do get, if you're following those steps, you'll get fit on accident. Like you just show up and do it and do it in those quantities and those, you know, in that progression, then 
there's no way that you're not going to improve your health markers and, and get closer to that, uh, that definition of fitness that we're looking to, to attain. So along with that 10 physical skills we talked about, right, the buckets and having that equal level of water, there's a couple other models of fitness that CrossFit likes to use to kind of describe what it means to be fit. Another one they use is called the hopper. And, and basically this comes from like the first year of the CrossFit games. They put all these different movements, modalities, rep schemes, time domains, all these things into a hopper. Um, like one of those things you turn, right. And it's, and it gets all mixed up and then they pull them out and that's your workouts. And this, this ties into that general physical preparedness piece that I speak about pretty often on the podcast, your, your body should be adapted to a broad and varied stimulus so that you can respond to anything that's thrown at you and be able to tackle it with some level of competence and just having, having your nervous system and your body ready for the unknown, right? So that model of fitness is really, to me, is one of the ones that really speaks to me. Um, just having this dynamic ability to kind of, you know, take on what is given to you regardless of what it is. Yeah. I like the confidence that that gives you it. Anything that's thrown at you, you're going to be able to handle it. And uh, I think that's, that's kind of when test, when test day comes, that's all about the hopper model, right? Like we can do anything that comes out of that hopper. We're not going to be the best at it, but you know, overall when everything's, you know, when multiple things are picked out, we're going to, we're going to do relatively well across the board, but yeah, just a, like a disclaimer. That's not how the, the programming works. A lot of people are confused by that where they think CrossFit is just random stuff picked out of a hopper, but that's uh that's more of like test day, whereas programming, it's all about constantly varied, which is making sure that there's a wide range and we're doing a little bit of everything. Because if it was random, eventually you'd have, you know, thrusters two days in a row or something like that, right? Which we want to avoid. So yeah, just a little disclaimer to throw in there with the hopper model. Yeah. <laughs> and I think this is maybe a good, good time to just make this quick, I guess, diversion with, with a variance varying, varying programming doesn't mean randomized programming. And there is still a high degree of cohesiveness to CrossFit programming, specifically here at Primal Athletics. Like there is a lot of thought that goes into what we do day to day. And there is somewhat of a linear thinking, but there has to be, or else, as Eric said, you're just going to, you're either going to hammer the same thing multiple times, or you're going to miss the same thing multiple times. And it's not going to be a very efficient way to, to get fitter. So yeah, that, that disclaimer is, is a good one, but I like the analogy you use with, with test day being, you know, if something came up out of the hopper, you would be able to take it on. Yeah. And then that, uh, we already kind of spoke about the third model being the three energy pathways of the body, you know, kind of equally working and, and having efficiency in all three of those, you know, your, your, uh, which is like, within two minutes, like those sprints, you know, things like Fran, things like a hundred meter dash, that type of stuff. And then we have, you know, our, our more moderate, like lytic system, things that work, you know, two minutes to maybe 10 minutes, something more like, more like a couplet or something that's, you know, three rounds, quick stuff. And then we have anything over that, just using oxygen, that oxidative system to fuel our bodies. And the idea being all three of those are working synergistic, synergistically, and you're, you're kind of able to switch between all three. Maybe there's modalities mixed in in a certain way in programming where you have to go between the three 
and you're not just in one the whole workout. And that's also a, a measure of your fitness. How efficiently can you switch between those energy systems and how efficiently can you work in all three of them? Yeah. I think I like to think about those engines as phosphogenic system. That's like just your quick, like free, it's free energy. Like once it's used up, it's gone kind of thing. And you just, you, so that's like starting out a workout with a quick sprint or something. And then your other engine, your anaerobic, that's going to be, you know, a lot of like stored energy. And then once that's used up, then, then you have the oxidative stuff. So you're just kind of running on oxygen. And then, so when, even when I'm doing workouts, I'll think about, you know, if, if you were to just say do a 20 minute AMRAP in the first two minutes, you just went as hard as you possibly could, you're going to use up, you know, your two engines and then you just have oxidative. And so you're just going to be like slogging. So trying to like postpone or, or try to keep that anaerobic engine for as long as you can. So you don't, use it all up quick. That's a helpful way to attack workouts too. So you, you, you learn how to pace it a little bit better. And when we talk about, when you hear the term metabolic conditioning, like when we had just gone over the, the hierarchy of fitness and that being right above nutrition, when we say metabolic conditioning, we mean conditioning those three energy systems, right? Those are your three metabolic pathways. So getting all three of those systems up to snuff and, and your ability to work within them. I think that's enough <laughs> of the sciency. And, uh, like, hopefully that gave you guys a good, you know, kind of just loose grip on what we're aiming for. I know a lot of us come into the gym because, because the, the sheer enjoyment it gives us the community, you know, the physical and, and mental benefits of it, but it is good to just kind of come back to like, what are we aiming for? What is, what is the, you know, the target that CrossFit is trying to acquire. And that is increasing our fitness level and in doing so increasing our health, right? So if we look at that original definition that Eric told, um, if you just add at the end of it across a lifetime, then that's your health, right? Your fitness across a lifetime um, and trying to keep those health markers high, trying to keep ourselves well-balanced, keeping all those general physical skills where they should be. And if we do that, we'll be in a, a pretty good spot. And again, it, as, as usual in our, you know, in our view, the best way to attain that is through CrossFit methodology and uh, just doing it consistently and doing it the way it should be done. If you yeah. guys have for go on, Eric. I was just going to add that it's, it's good to keep it in perspective that before CrossFit, the fitness world was all about, you know, just looks. And so if you mentioned like work capacity or something like that, like nobody would care about that. Even, even weights and stuff. I mean, people did care about like, you know, what's your bench and that kind of thing. But as far as like tracking performance, that was like, that was, you know, CrossFit really brought that into the sphere. And so it's, you know, it's common now at, you know, even like orange theory, they, you know, they track their workouts and those kind and, and, and uh, measure stuff. But before, before CrossFit, there wasn't anything like that. So it was, it was, uh, it's pretty revolutionary what CrossFit did. And, um, you can see its impact over the fitness world now, like, you know, the, the fitness world is much more about health and performance now, um, than it was 10, 12 years ago. And that's, I think a hundred percent because of, of CrossFit's influence, whether, you know, people, uh, hate on CrossFit or not. It's, uh, it's, it's made some really awesome impacts in the fitness and, and health sphere. So, uh, it's, it's good to keep a perspective on that. Yeah. It's kind of brought 
that health and performance to the masses. Because like, I think before, like there was track tracking and there was, you know, measuring and it was all in, in specialized areas. Like if you were a, a, let's say a track athlete, obviously you would, you would measure your progress and you would, you would be more conscious of health and performance. If you were a power lifter, you would measure your lifts. If you were an Olympic weightlifter, you would measure your lifts. You'd be on a, on some sort of, uh, you know, program, but they were all very specialized kind of niche communities. And I think what CrossFit did was bring it to the masses in a way that's, that's, uh, accessible and digestible to everybody, the average Joe. Um, right. and, and if, if nothing else, that maybe is the major benefit of the methodology. Right. Yeah. People wouldn't say, I want to get in shape or the majority of people wouldn't say, I want to get in shape. I'm going to take up track and field, or I'm going to take up Olympic lifting, you know? And so CrossFit brought this, like when people say, I want to get healthy and get in shape, it gave them this much better option than going to the gym or bodybuilding. Well, we could, uh, probably nerd out on this stuff all day, but we appreciate you guys listening to this episode. And we say this at the end all, all the time, and we've been getting some good feedback, but if there's things that you guys want to hear about or subjects that we haven't spoken on or things that you want us to come back to, please don't hesitate to reach out to us, comment, you know, send us a message and hopefully we can get some of those things up on the podcast and, uh, and, you know, have a nice conversation about it. So we appreciate you guys again for, for giving us your time and we hope to see you next episode.